Sharp Nation. My name is Anthony Delgado. And today we have my man, Stephen Thomas. Uh, Stephen is a 25-year-old entrepreneur, born and raised in New York City. And he's from the Dominican Republic with seven years of experience in sales and network marketing. Now scaling and developing a marketing agency in New York City. My good friend, Stephen. Thank you for coming on the show, dude. Thank you again definitely, for coming definitely. out to Puerto Rico this past Hell yeah. event. And yeah, man, I'm I'm super super pumped to to connect with you again. Dude, I'm super happy, man. By the way, what's up, Disrupt Nation? Yo, I I gotta like I love that phrase, bro. That shit pumps <laughs> me up every time I say it. Oh uh, yeah, man, I'm awesome. I'm super 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 grateful for you guys. I really love what you're doing, man. Like this is it's so cool and so important. And the fact I it for me it's so important because I. Like my mindset was developed in events like yours, so I'm really like, I really appreciate events like yours just because I know the power of it, and things things like what you were doing definitely open a lot of doors for entrepreneurs. So I thank you, my bro. Definitely, brother. No, thank you for being a part of it. Like I was talking earlier today with a mentor of mine, and she was telling me how like most people play like a really really small game. They play really small. They do it with their language, with their attitude, their body language, their their um, verbal language, like everything. They're always playing small, downplaying themselves. Oh, I'm not good enough. And like they might not say the exact word, I'm not good enough, but it's there. You can hear it in the conversations and the way that they um the way that they present themselves. And you, you come off as a super, super confident dude. I mean, when you hit the stage, I was shocked. I was like, who is this guy? Dominican Tony Robbins. Um, so, like, tell our, our people at home, like, where do you get your confidence from? To be honest, um, it's funny how you mentioned Tony Robbins because um, I actually look up to him a lot. And, and I don't know. The thing is, for me, I just love people. Like, I just, I, you know, for me, people – People are like superheroes. Everybody has have like their secret power or everybody has like a certain power. And I'm just like curious about it. So I just love my confidence. I think it comes from the fact that I want to learn from other people, even though I'm, I'm, in, I'm at, at the stage. Because I remember like when, when you told me to go up there, I was literally so curious about what people had in, in their mind rather than what I was going to say. So that's why I kind of like started asking them questions and stuff like that. But I don't know. I just I'm I'm just amazed by people. So I don't know. Is I guess it comes from there. That's what I think. No, definitely. I mean, you don't have to be ready to start, right? And I think the most successful people are are the people who they're not scared to start, even if you're not ready. Like you're never going to be ready. There's no such thing as ready, right? You just have to freaking start and go into it and fail and test stuff and that, like you like you did on stage, right? You were asking the people, hey, what do you guys want? Right. So that you could give it to them. So, no, I, I definitely think that's huge. Um, so let's talk about before we get into like your career, what you're doing now with um, the marketing agency. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, some of the struggles that you've had um, in your life coming up and um, how you were able to like overcome those obstacles. OK, so literally um so i could talk about a little about the marketing agency so me and my sister we partnered up to bring we, our focus right now is to scale our company to one million dollars and the fact right now we we're so excited about the company because we 
we come from a family that owned um, small businesses. So that's why we're mainly focused on small businesses. And basically, one of my biggest um, struggles coming up was definitely my, my discipline. So being, which is funny, being a fat guy from, I, was, I used to be 330 pounds. Um, I just wasn't disciplined enough to do anything. And literally not too long ago, I was talking to one of my mentors, which is actually John Malad. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. I asked him, um, I asked him, I was like, Hey, what would you tell your 25 year, your, your, your old self? And he said, Oh, get your shit together. And I was like, wait a minute, that just stuck with me because I was like, yo, I just, that's literally what it is about life. You just got to start getting your shit together because not time is going to pass by and, you know, you will never get that back. So that kind of like what, 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 what kind of like hit it for me, it was my biggest problem was always discipline. No, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, especially like our culture of like partying and like living your best life and all that stuff. Sometimes we, we forget the sacrifices that we make today are going to make us happier in the future. Um, I, I posted, I, I reposted a fitness influencer the other day and he was saying like, love yourself. Like he's like, I don't like waking up and jogging in the morning. He's like, I have no desire to wake up and do this right now but I'm doing it because I love myself enough to even do the things that I don't want to do. Right. So it's like, you know, the things that you're doing now on a day-to-day basis, waking up, making your bed, waking up, doing push-ups, going jogging, eating the right foods, um, you know, putting in the work at, on your business, putting in the work at your job, at your career, um, all of those um, little little seeds that you're planting are then going to harvest later, you know, and there's another great quote that I like, like, um, success is never owned. It's rented and the rent is due every day. Right. So every day you have to put in, put in that work. It's not, it's not like, Oh, I made it. And then that's it. If you stop paying rent, you're going to get evicted. A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. And I really like, um, one of, uh, have you, have you ever heard the saying of the, the uh, Chinese bamboo tree. No. So basically, uh, Chinese bamboo tree, you got to water it every day, nonstop for like seven years. Wow. If you stop watering for one day, it'll die. But the cool thing is after seven years and the first week, it grows about like 30 feet tall. In one week? In one week. But like the question is, the question is, does it grow 30 feet tall in one week or in seven years? And you you course, know what I'm Yeah, no, it's that seven years. It's not, it only looks it's like the process. Exactly. It's the process behind it. Because if you stop boring that bamboo tree just for one day, the seed will die. It's, it's the same ideology of like success and everything. It's the rent is due every day. So if you stop putting in the work, if you mess up one day, you know, everything just compounds. And that's, that's literally, that's something else that kind of helped me. And I got it from the book, um, Compound Effect from Darren Hardy. 
if you start learning how to compound things, number one, you kind of won't feel the process. And at the end of the year, you will see the results. So for example, let's talk a little bit about weight loss. In my, in my what helped me a lot was literally that I, I didn't think of like, oh shit, I'm gonna eat salad every day. And um, I'm gonna, you know, go crazy every day. What I did was literally, okay, let's do little small, simple actions every day and let it compound it. So for example, if right now somebody that's overweight stops drinking Coke, let's say a Coke, kind of Coke is like 110 calories. Well, I'm not good with math, but like let's say 110 calories per um for seven days. How many calories is that? Like that's like 700. Like yeah, let's say 700 yeah, something. 700, yeah, for sure. So if you compound that 700 times 4 and then seven, uh, what that number times 12, you're going to get a certain amount of calories. And how many calories is a pound? Like 10,000? Yeah, the calories in a pound, I think it's – no, it's not even that much. It's 3,000. Okay. So just by stop drinking coal in a year, you could actually lose three pounds. Mm-hmm. So you see how the compound effect actually makes things a lot simpler because that's the thing. It's like for me, success is just small little, and Jim Rohn says this all, a lot. It's simple actions. Because that's the thing, it's like there's simple actions, but they're so simple that there's, they're, they're even simpler not to do them. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, well, well I, somebody said, I think it was Grant Cardone, he was like, like doing, doing the wrong thing is easy. And doing the right thing is easy. They're both easy. You just have to choose which easy you want. Exactly. <laughs> and that, that's what it is. Like, it's, it's, it's a process every day. So you got to make the good decisions every day. And that's it. This isn't business. This isn't weight loss. This isn't everything. Just the right good decisions every day. And they will compound. Definitely. That, that's how I see it. I mean, that's what helped me. I was 330 pounds. Now I'm two. 35 i'm just i'm i'm 35 um i need to lose 35 more so i can hit my goal but man it's been a, a cool journey not gonna lie yeah man i mean if, if i was you i'd be posting those before and after pictures every day that'd be <laughs> that'd be on my instagram story every morning like whoop um no and and you know i think the the thing that I think is dope about about you and, and it's maybe different than a lot of other fitness people or people that lost weight, like a lot of these fitness coaches and stuff like that, they were always in shape their whole life. They were always skinny. So it's like, you're not going to teach me anything. Like, I mean, maybe you could teach me something, but it's like, it's harder to, it's harder to relate. So you, it's like, yo, listen, I lost a hundred pounds, you know? Um, so you can actually like say that and somebody could actually relate to you. Whereas like a, a lot of these other like personal trainers or whatever, like it's great that they're doing that, but like they could, they could coach uh, a skinny person how to, um, how to get bigger. Right. But it's hard for them to coach a bigger person, like how to get skinny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah I mean, and that's why we still, that's why we started a little private Instagram group, X fat boys. Right. Exactly. Because it's like, you know, you, you want to be able to relate to somebody that actually lived it, right? 
actually plug that in. If you want to join the movement, you know, hit Anthony or me up and we'll definitely put you in the group. So whoever is trying to lose weight out, out, out there, let us know. We could definitely help you guys out. Definitely for sure. So now let's talk a little bit about, um, about your last trip to Puerto Rico. Like what were your thoughts? What were your experiences going to the different schools, talking to the kids, like to tell us about like some of those interactions and what you got out of it. Man, I, I was just amazed of the fact that kids nowadays, I don't have nothing against the schools. I love education. For me, education is the most important thing in life. But it's so cool how now kids are so awake and they just want to become entrepreneur and get created from a young age. That's, I'm like in love with that. And especially in Puerto Rico, after everything happened, you see all these kids who's like still hyped. They don't care what happened. They just want to, they care about their future and how they're going to build it. And man, for me, it was a really cool experience because it lets me know, man, like it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what happened. You know, if you have the dream inside of you, you just want to make that happen. And do you remember that, that little girl that had the necklace things? Yeah, no, it was crazy. What was she, like, in fourth, fifth grade, sixth grade? She... I don't remember. I know she was, like, 16 or 15. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually – I still follow her. And, man, the messages she's pushing out there for, the, for women empowerment and, and family. Dude, I, I even, like – I'm, like, seeing them and, like, writing them down of how cool and, like, authentic they are. And that's literally her mission. I was just, like – how like me when i was 15 i was playing playstation man bro like i was like call of duty like 100 percent. like this girl's 15 and she's like yes i just want to push out that message i'm just like amazed i was like oh my god bro like i can't even explain it in words right now i was just so happy to see these kids and the other kid that wanted to build um a company to service um the airplanes and uh, what was it like a plane mechanic or something you know, this, the kid was 17, even though he looked like he was 25. You remember the tall-ass kid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, at that age, I was not thinking about this. And I'm just amazed how kids really, really want to become entrepreneurs. So, yeah, yeah. man. And Perico, yeah, well, that's how... Well, and, you know, I said this when I was there um, to the kids, like, that 1,600 miles of water that separates New York from Puerto Rico, like that doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. You have the internet, everybody's plugged up, everybody's connected. So like, there's no more like silos. There's no more isolation. You know, there is to a certain extent, but not really. Like once that fire, once that, that match gets lit, there's no way to stop the fire. Nope. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, dude, and it was actually my first time in Puerto Rico, man. And let me tell you, bro, like, I'm Dominican, so I was feeling like home. I was like, yo, but this is Puerto Rico. We, we, we're like family, man. Like Dominicans and, and Puerto Ricans, we're definitely the same with different accents. That's literally what it is. <laughs> I love Puerto Rico, man. I loved it. That's awesome. And, yeah, I mean, I guess for our listeners who don't know, so we, we had a three-day uh, mastermind event in Puerto Rico. And um, on the uh, – day before the event 
your sister, me, you, um, and a few other people, we went to speak at a local high school uh, slash middle school uh, on the island. And yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing to see the kids. And then we gave, we gave some tickets to the kids in the high school. We also gave some tickets to the kids in the university and we gave them all the opportunity to uh, attend the main conference. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I just mentioned all the water that separates them. Like they probably get to see that type of stuff on social media, but being able to interact with um, people in person, uh, I I think is, is a rare, a rare occasion. Um, And actually one of the, uh, one of the students at the university, they actually generated uh, small certificates and gave them to all the kids that attended the conference. Yeah, I saw that was so cool. And they did that. Like, I didn't tell them to do that. They just did it and they showed it to me. I was like, all right, cool. Uh, (laughs) They're like, you've attended the the Sharp Conference and it was like signed and everything had a seal. So so I think the impact that we made, um, obviously, even the people that came from the States and attended the conference had an impact. But I think the impact that we made on the students um, is, is really like invaluable. Yeah, man, 100%. And that, that, that's the thing. It's like the value, because when you're at that age, until you're 18, you're an idealist. So you really don't know how the world is. You know, they live with their parents, most of them. They don't really understand what's resp- responsibility. They don't really understand, you know, what, how the world actually looks like outside or what people can actually do to you and all this crazy adult stuff <laughs> things. You know what I'm saying? And exactly, <laughs> and um, it's 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 good for them to understand that there's a path, and actually one of the biggest and coolest paths in the world is becoming an entrepreneur and actually solving problems. Because for me, like entrepreneurship is nothing else but but solving problems and adding value to people. If you think entrepreneurship is something else, then you're definitely wrong. You know, like. Yes, you will make a lot of money by building cool stuff and all that. But at the end of the day, it's adding value and solving problems. So these kids now understand the power of that. And man, events like yours, it's just, it's, it, opens, it opens their minds so they can understand it better. And that's why, man, like Disrupt, is, it's like one of the coolest things that ever happened in Puerto Rico. I'll tell you that. Thank you, brother. I greatly appreciate it. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, you, you touched on a good point with entrepreneurship. Like people, um, they say like money doesn't lead, it follows, right? So you need to do something that is providing value first that, um, you know, not necessarily that you love. I mean, people say that ultimately, yeah, you should do what you love, but at least at a bare minimum, do something that is needed that where you see a need, um, and then the money will follow. But people that go into entrepreneurship for money, I feel like a lot of them are destined to fail. I mean, I, I had uh, one guy, we, we, we throw startup events in New York City too. And we had this one guy, he used to come to all the events with a, with a big book, this big book of his Uber meets Facebook meets Google meets every app in the world in one app. And he was always trying to like get people to give him a million dollars. And, oh my God. you know, and it was the fact that like, he didn't look for something unique or something like there's where there was a need. He was just like, okay, well, all these companies are making money. So if I do 
what they're doing, then I'll also make money. Um, and, and that's really like the, like the worst way to look at it. Um, Mark Zuckerberg, you know, historically didn't want the company to make any money. Like the ad platform that's there, he fought that for years. They wanted to put like other ads on the site. And for years and years, he kept fighting it and kept making sure that the company didn't make money um, because he wanted to preserve what he was building. Um, so, you know, I think entrepreneurship is, it's about creating um, and then figuring out the business model around uh, that creation rather than um, the other way around, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it, it's funny because, you know, we actually are getting bombarded with the fact of like, oh, pursue your passion, you know, do what you love and all that. That is cool. That is, I have, bro, I do not have anything against it. But for example, in my case, I don't know, a lot of people don't know this, but I'm a pro race car driver. I love cars to like, my passion is cars. But I was like, wait a minute, you know, one race cost me about $3,000. And I'm like, okay, I could definitely follow my passion, but how the hell am I going to support myself if I'm just following my passion? So I'm like, okay, this is, why, this is the right mindset for me. I might be wrong, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but how about adding value to the world, doing your parts for the world, you know, solving that, solving an actual problem, you know, obviously the money's going to follow. Then you do what you like. Then you do your passion. Then you travel the world. In my case, you know, once I reach my goal, I'm actually, you know, my thing is having a garage bigger than my house. So that's my passion. You know, that my thing is cars and bikes, but if, for me, actually making an impact is more important. And then I'll do my passions and what I love about, about what I love and stuff. Definitely. So that's how I see it. So um, I know we're running low on time. I got like two more questions. Um, so you got advice for the 25-year-old version of yourself. But what I'm going to ask you is if you had to give advice to the 18-year-old version of yourself, uh, what would you what would you give? <laughs> I would literally tell them to be patient. You know, be patient, have a plan, understand that life is not just today. You know, you might only be, this might be your last day. You never know because obviously we're humans, but while you're alive, understand that everything is a process. Because when, you know, especially nowadays, you know, we want things now. And good things comes with effort and patience. So I would tell myself, hey, Steve, I will sit myself down and tell them straight up, have a plan and be patient. Work towards it every day. Compound it. Compound the results. You know what I'm saying? Like compound the work every day, something productive. I'm talking about productivity. It's funny because sometimes do not, and this is another advice I'm talking about of the advice. Do not confuse, I mean, don't, don't confuse yourself between um, being busy and being productive. Sometimes we're busy throughout the day, but we're not being productive. So actually focus yourself on being productive every day in little tasks and little things that will compound in, in a year or 10. So I will tell myself, be patient, be productive, and have a plan. Definitely. I love that. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're, when you're 18 and you're 21, you think, you know, the next year is, uh, 
is the do all be all. I mean, I couldn't have imagined where where I am now from where I was when I was eighteen, um, or twenty one or twenty five. Right? It's you know, it's a constant, you know, evolution. You know, your life is a canvas, and you got to keep painting it and creating it. And um, yeah, and I think people they they think you know they give up too soon, right? Like most startup founders, they give up in the first year. Uh, meanwhile, it takes most companies five years to pop. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're giving up before it's even time for the company to be uh, mature. You know, um, it's almost like a, like a kid, right? Like a, you wouldn't have a baby. And then if the baby wasn't in college when he was one, you wouldn't kill the baby. Right. Exactly. That's the thing. That's the problem. <laughs> so you yeah. have to do the same thing in your own life, right? Like give your, give your life time to mature and time to, you know, become who you want, who you're destined to become. Right. A hundred percent. I agree with you. All right, cool. Last question. What does disrupt mean to you? Disrupt. Disrupt for me, disrupting something is definitely changing the perception of the masses or the perception of anybody's, uh, anybody's mind for example you know what really disrupt what was really disruptive uber for example back in the days back in the days right people used to be like oh don't get in cars with strangers don't talk to people on the internet don't talk to strangers but now nowadays you order a car from the internet that the stranger is picking you up and you're riding with a stranger on, on in a car so it's like bro that's if you see it in a way man that's really that's what you call changing perceptions Steve Jobs and Apple you buy everything from a company that's called Apple not micro something or computers something nothing that has to relate with technology it's called Apple now you think about Apple you don't think about fruit you think about phone. That's what this fraud means to me. Changing someone's perception about something. That's awesome, brother. I love that. Dude, well, again, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for coming down to Puerto Rico. Um, if people want to connect with you online on social media, where's the best place to do that? So Instagram. My name is Stephen Thomas 127 Thomas with T H and Steven like S T E V E N. So Steven Thomas one twenty seven on Instagram. Awesome, brother. Thank you so much, man. I'll talk to you soon. Definitely, man. My love.